0: what's the essence of of this thing that we call which means redemption to be redeemed, to be liberated what is it? and where does it begin? This is the beginning of liberation the beginning of freedom the beginning of of coming out of the narrow place out of the place of Mitzrayim the place of constriction and and Simtsumim Dinim Difficult things. What is the beginning? The where the sun begins to shine after a long night. Yeah. Where is the insipid sense that ah, the light is coming. The light is coming. Where is the itchalta de Gullah? What is the beginning of Gullah? if you read this week's Torah reading in our weekly wisdom as the Torah turns brings us this week to the wisdom of the Exodus narrative we're in the second of the three the three portions that have to do with leaving Egypt the Jewish people's narrative of its own degradation and debasement and its elevation to dignity and if one were to begin reading this week's reading, you have a sense that Moses, the fearless leader who has gone back into the land that he escaped from, is exhausted. His leadership has only made things worse. Anybody ever have that? (laughs) Moshe tried to help and it only got worse. (laughs) From the time that I started to speak to Pharaoh, they used to at least get the, the things they needed, the, the resources to make bricks. They used to get straw. That was the word I was looking for. Straw. Tevin, they were looking for straw. And me, was, from the moment I started to be a leader, I thought, oh, I'm only making things worse. Maybe I should have taken that rockwood training or whatever it is, you know, a leadership course. Not good. In the words of Aviva Zornberg, the great ph- philosopher and interpreter of Torah, there's a redemption project that is stalled freedom is at stake and the whole thing is shut down by the side of freedom highway and Moses is not happy he comes to God and complains and the Torah of course records this which is itself miraculous the Torah records Moses complaining bitterly to God chastising even you Moses says speaking truth to power you send me but it's only gotten worse and then the Torah will continue and and then the Torah will begin to tell us that Moses says I went back to the people and they couldn't hear me because they had no breath they were tired they had no energy there was nothing there and then, a mere few verses later, we begin to hear the children of Israel begin to krex. Does anybody know what that Yiddish word means? A kreks, is? What's a krex? It's a sigh. It's an anacha in Hebrew, vaye anchu b'nei Israel. They began to sigh. And the Zohar, our Kadesh, the Holy Zohar says, nafach nafach, That when you exhale, you come from your Kishkas, from your depths. But wait a minute. We were just told that they had no breath left. Moses said they had kotzeruach, they had no breath. But all of a sudden they begin to find their breath. And before they can even speak, before they can even shout, they just kretz. great the great head of modern orthodox Judaism in the 20th century Rabbi Yosef Joseph B. Soloveitchik asked a question about the way we Jews pray based on the Talmud's teaching that every single morning seven days a week before we are about to begin the silent prayers that we just said a couple of moments ago we say a prayer that's known as Gi'ulah, Ga'al Yisrael. And the Talmud teaches that one is not allowed to separate, one is not allowed to sake between the prayer Ga'al Yisrael and the beginning of the Amidah, the prayers that we say silently. And our Salabeshik asked, why would the Talmud say that a hefsake, some kind of separation, some pause, some break between Gi'ulah and between the prayer for redemption and the prayer that we say silently. What's the deeper meaning, he says. And he says this, and so listen everybody, sit up and listen to this, please. If you came here tonight just to hear this, it's worth it for me. Please. Rabbi Soloveitchik explains in a Tour de Force article, Redemption in Prayer, that when we Jews pray the silent Amidah, it is full of very creaturely needs. Please, God, give me healing. Please, God, give me strength. Please, God, hear my prayers. Please, God, bring me parnasa, a livelihood. Please, God, all of these physical, material, day-to-day, mundane, quotidian yearnings of just a human being. Rav Soloveitchik says it's not Vipassana, It isn't Buddhist meditation where our needs are transcended. No, the opposite. It isn't a monistic, mystical nothingness, but a somethingness. It's an everythingness. Jews pray for every little need that we have. And the reason why the prayer for redemption and liberation and freedom must be conjoined to the prayer for every need you have, says Rav Soloveitchik, is because the epitome, he says, of what it is to be a slave is to not know your needs. To not even dare to have one. Because to need is to hope. To need is to rely upon. To need and to want is to invite the possibility of being disappointed. And the essence of liberation, says Rav Salavitchik, is to begin to awaken to the voices in you and me and us To awaken voices. To awaken voices that say, I'm here. I'm vulnerable. I'm scared. I'm not sure. I have a dream. I have a hope. But it's been 210 years or 400 years of slavery. And the only thing I have is my breath and so the insipid, the beginnings of liberation says Rav Soloveitchik is when we begin to find our voice he quotes the Zohar on this week's Torah portion Parshat Vayera, in the Zohar that says that when we were in Egypt what was in exile was our voice the voice itself was in exile and the beginning of finding your voice is a groan Before there was a song of the sea, there was a groan of the heart. Before there was a song of the sea, there was the exhausted, exasperated searching for something. Something that might leave this Egypt right here. Right here. All redemption begins with voice. Every song begins with a cough, says Mark Nepo. Every dance sometimes begins with a trip. To awaken our voices is to come from the depth, a place that is unseen but known. And once it begins expression, there's a hope that from that groan might come a fully articulated request. To be able to hold that is what it is to hold ge'ulah and tfilah, to hold redemption and yearning. There are many voices in this community. There are many voices in the broader community outside of these walls. It is hard to hear all of them because sometimes when people begin to express their voice, It can be scary to other people. This is who I am. This is me. This is me. Look out, because here I come. This is me. And some people say, no, no, no. If that's who you are, no thank you. And sometimes when multiple voices happen, instead of harmonizing, there is great dissonance. Sometimes a community is only as strong as its capacity to hold multiple conflicting voices that appear all at once, in the same place, in the same time. And we want to say, no, this is the voice. No, no, this is the voice. And the proliferation of voices and finding our needs and finding who we are is exhausting, but it is worth it. The legacy of voices and hearing them is what reminds us of our humanity and of our creatureliness, our interdependence on one another. And especially at a time in the world where polarization and fighting between the Kav HaYemini and the Kav HaSmoli, the right column and the left column is so pronounced... It's hard to walk down the middle one that can hold multiple truths and voices, hear the needs, and find a place where we are. We feel so blessed that this coming Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, together with Rabbi mira Vera and with Reverend Eleanor Harrison Bregman, this community which holds in it a rabbi and a reverend, A synagogue in a church. Goddess language with God language and no God language. We will be, the three of us, representing this community as we travel down to Montgomery, Alabama to pay a visit to a place where the voices of centuries of slavery and America's original sin is held in its fullness and its full voice on a week where we will remember 75 years since the liberation of Auschwitz. We will be together representing this diverse, beautiful community and hearing the voices that were not heard once, listening deeply then as we continue to listen deeply now. Last Friday night was difficult. Those who weren't here, sorry. But those who were and those who didn't come back, I want to challenge us to continue to stay in the room, to listen for multiple voices from wherever they come, and most importantly, to continue to listen to the voices inside of you, 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 you. you. And if it's not yet a voice, it might be a groan. But let it groan. Let it groan. Every moment of liberation begins with a clex. God should bless each and every one of us to find our sigh because one sigh does not fit all. Please rise.